Exodus chapter 14, verse 30 says, uh, Thus the Lord saved Israel. Is that what it says in your Bible? Thus the Lord, out the King James Version, thus the Lord saved Israel that day out of the hand of the Egyptians, and Israel saw the Egyptians dead upon the seashore. And Israel saw that great work which the Lord did upon the Egyptians. And the people feared the Lord and believed the Lord and his servant Moses. I'll read it again. Thus saith the Lord, uh, thus the Lord saved Israel that day out of the land of the Egyptians. And Israel saw the Egyptians dead upon the seashore. And Israel saw that great work which the Lord did upon the Egyptians. And the people feared the Lord and believed the Lord and his servant Moses. I'm going to talk about how to respond when you recognize that the Lord brought you through. How to respond when you recognize that the Lord brought you through. There's a lot of folk who don't recognize it. But how do you respond when you recognize Lord brought you through. Back when the pandemic started, many were not sure how they were going to make it through. So we began to put our trust in a system that I believe doesn't merit our trust. Yes, many people have put their trust in horses and chariots, according to Psalms 20, verse 7. Many have put their trust in a system that is not worthy of their trust. Historically, they have proved that they are not worthy of our trust. They have treated God's people like infidels. They have treated God's people like less than human. Somebody help me in this place. They have treated us like we were animals, and some have even called us less than or uh, only three-fifths human. Somebody help me in this place. Y'all know. Uh, so historically, they've treated us in a way where they've proven that they don't deserve our trust. This, this, this capitalistic society is another proof that, uh, that they don't deserve our trust because they have said that you all can get a piece of the pie. You can all get a piece of the pie, yet... Uh, 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 yeah, y'all can't get a piece of the pie. They, uh, 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 they held back adequate access to my piece of the pie. They refused to release the recipe uh, for the pie. And then they poisoned the apples and the sugar that made the pie and the crust. Then they took the land on which the apples grow. Then they changed, uh, charged high prices for access to water. Then when we finally figure out and how to get the pie, then pie becomes illegal. Somebody help me here. And so since they messed up the pie thing, I suggest we ought to go ahead and just start making cake. Can I get a witness here? They, they, have, they have filled our foods with poison and contaminants. They have laced our tap water with chemicals and are killing us slowly. Why would we trust in a system that systematically tries to make us a byword and a statistic? We have dealt with and are dealing with political unrest. We have a destructive, divisive, a, a, a political system. But thank God, even through all of that, he has brought us through. He brought us through. He brought us through. So the question is, how 
Do we respond when the Lord has brought us through? He brought us, he brought us over the threshold of 2022 to 2023, and we ought to find out, God, what is my response that you have brought me over? You remember, you remember uh, the history of uh, uh, God's people as they were enslaved in Egypt for over 400 years. And God says, Moses, it's time for you to tell my people and tell Pharaoh to let my people go. Mo Moses goes in and they have this on on, on contest between God and Moses, uh, uh, God and, and, and Pharaoh. And you remember the 10 plagues that, that God had, had, had pushed on and, 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 and threw out on Pharaoh. You ought to do some homework and you'll discover that those 10 plagues were not just any plagues. They were actually God putting on record that he was greater than all of the deities of Egypt. And so God goes through all of them and it's a testament of God's power over those little gods of Egypt. After the 10 plagues, God tells, um, Pharaoh says, get your people out of here. They go, and he lets them go. Matter of fact, not only does he let them go, he says, man, get out of here in a hurry. Take all the gold and the silver. Get everything. Just take it all. Get out of here. We don't want anything to get out of here. And then the Bible says that the people of God, I wouldn't well, say it, it's kind of Wyatt, Wyatt's version, that they were kind of just kind of frolicking through the wilderness. They, they free at last free at last. Thank God Almighty I'm free at last. And they just kind of going on through the wilderness. They never had it like this before. They don't have to worry about taskmasters whooping them and making them make bricks. They don't have to worry about somebody telling them to get up and work for no money. They don't have to worry about anybody uh, uh, confusing them and messing with them. And now they're in the wilderness and they are free. Look at them. 2.5 million people going through the wilderness because God has set them free and while they're wondering all of a sudden they find themselves facing the Red Sea that's a good spot that's a good fishing spot it's a good spot to sit down on the beach and just chill and li listen to the waves crashing on the shore listen to the wind look at the seagulls or the birds chirping around and all of that they just chilling at the Red Sea and all of a sudden they hear the chariot wheels and the horses snorting and they hear the war cries of Pharaoh's army who was on high pursuit of them and trying to take them out and so while they're they're trying to take them out look what happens look what they have to deal with first of all they have to deal with the fact they have un they have they have to experience political unrest and the reason I say it's political unrest is because when you look back in verse number five it says that the Pharaoh he raised up he, matter of fact he kind of got upset wait a minute all my free labor is going all of my resources are going we need to go back and get them and bring them back. There was political unrest. That was a political decision that Pharaoh had made. It had messed up his economy. It had messed up his, 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 all the stuff that he was trying to get my slaves and bring them back. It was political unrest. But not only was it political unrest, if you look closer at it, it was political unrest that was done by Pharaoh, but it was started by God. Because the Bible says that God said, I will harden Pharaoh's heart. 
My question was, God, why would you do something like that? First of all, he says, I will harden Pharaoh's heart because I'm going to get me some glory out of Egypt. And at the same time, God not only had to get glory out of Egypt, but then when he got his people out of Egypt, he had to get Egypt out of his people. Somebody help me here. And so God had to navigate stuff to get glory and then get his people out of Egypt and then get Egypt out of his people. And so God causes Pharaoh to rise up. There's political unrest. There's political unrest. But then there was also, they had to also experience, they had to experience personal unbelief. The Bible says, the Bible says, the Bible says, in verse 10 through 12, they literally say in the Wyatt translation, we would prefer being in a known hell other than going to an unknown heaven. They said, at least when we were in Egypt, I know it was bad. I know we had taskmasters. I know we had to deal with all of this stuff. But at least we had a place to bury our dead. They were literally saying, we'd rather go to hell. We know what hell is like, but we just don't know what the promised land is like. I know God promised it to I know they say it's going to be good, but I don't know what it looked like. So I'm going. And some people looking at me right now. You're stuck where you are because you have made your bed in a known hell. You know what he's going to be like. You know how he's going to abuse you. But I don't want to be by somebody. Help me here. You you at this job and you know this job is dead. It's dead in. They treat you with. They treat you all kind of ways. And you won't get your resume together. You won't get out there and try to put something because you're satisfied. In a, at least I know what this is like. But somebody, isn't it strange that we park in unbelief? Isn't it strange that when it's not, we 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 kind of get complacent and we get satisfied and we get used to the pain? There, there's a, there's a story told of this dog. Uh, this man had this dog, and the dog was in the front uh, uh, front front. Uh, uh, yard and he was in the front yard and he just howled, howled at the sun and howled at the moon and howled, howled and howled. He was making all this noise and the neighbors got upset. And they finally set up a people, a group of people. They went over and said, man, your dog is keeping us up at night, driving us crazy at the daytime. Why is he always howling? He said, you got to understand my dog, he's sitting on a nail. They said, he's sitting on a well. Now, why don't the fool move? And he said, because it doesn't hurt enough. And sometimes, if we're not careful, we will get satisfied sitting on a nail when all we got to do is get up and make somebody help him make a move. They, 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 they experienced unbelief. Then lastly, they had the experience of this preacher's unusual word. Verse 13 says, and Moses said unto them, fear not, stand still. Wait a minute here. We got Pharaoh's army behind us. They, we know they're trying to, they either going to kill us or they're going to capture us. And you telling us, stand still. We got a Red Sea in front of us. We got valley on one side. We got uncrossable mountains on one side. We don't have any choice. We got to stand still now, Moses. Please understand that sometimes the man of God has to give you some instruction that you don't understand, that you might not even agree with, and you sure don't want to do. But let me tell you something. God has put his word in the mouth of his prophet and it is our responsibility to respond in obedience even if we don't believe it 
I'll say it again. We have to respond in obedience even if we don't believe it. Yeah, yeah, I haven't called it yet. Okay, okay, here it is. Here it is. Most people who are tithing now, they started because of the pressure of the preacher. And they did not want to do it. They couldn't see it. They didn't know, God, what was going to happen. But they did it because of the pressure of the preacher. And when they did it, they found out that God is no shorter than his word. If he says it, he'll do it. If he speaks it, he will bring it to pass. And now they'll stand and testify that I may not get everything right, but I'm sure going to give God his tithe. So he gives, he gives them a word, an unpopular word. Stand still and watch what God does. And some of us, we're too antsy. We're too fidgety. We're moving too much. And God says, stand still. Some people are church hopping over here and over there. They don't like it over there. They leave here and go over there. They got more props. Somebody help me. And, just, and God says, maybe you need to sit, be still. Sorry about that, sorry about that, sorry about that. Stand still and see. And when they saw God did what he did, Red Sea opened. 2.5 million people going through the Red Sea. I wonder how long it took. They had, they had, they had carts with furniture and gold. Had to get all them kids. You see all them little kids, you know, walking around. Ooh, there's a shell, picking up shells. And, and you know, they just, they just having fun. But it took a long time. And then they get to the other side and Pharaoh's arm. Yeah, Brother Jenkins, they had folk that was old with a stick. And they kind of, you know, taking their time, making it on through. They had all of those issues. But 2.5 million people go through the Red Sea. And then Pharaoh's army says, well, if they can do it, we can do it too. But on that day, Pharaoh's army a uh, song said God drowned it in the sea one day. Now, that was my introduction. <laughs> now, let me tell you what I came to tell you. They made it through. I didn't say over. They made it through. I'll say it again. They didn't make it over. They made it through. And please understand, God can br bring us over, but oftentimes, God takes us through. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, thou fear no evil, for thou art with me, thy rod and thy staff. They, he, he took them through. So, so now they're on the other side. And look what verse 30 says. Verse 30, verse 30, it says, Thus the Lord saved Israel that day out of the hand of the Egyptians. And Israel saw the Egyptians dead upon the seashore. How did they respond? Here it is. And Israel saw the great work which the Lord did upon the Egyptians. Look at their response. And the people, number one, they feared the Lord. They feared the Lord. It, it has to do with two things. It has to do with being afraid of. And, and let me kind of remind us, God is one that we ought to be afraid of. Do you not know that God has all power? Do you know that all God has to do is just stop the air? Somebody help me here. Or all God has to do is stop your air. Or sometimes God can just stop your nose and your lungs from somebody help. God don't have to do much, and we ought to be, we ought to be fearful of him. We ought to be afraid of God. We ought to go to him in fear. We ought to go to him uh, uh, understanding that he is, he's great and we are powerless. We ought to be afraid of him. 
But not only that, they also reverenced and worshiped the Lord. When God brought them over, God proved to them that he was exactly who he said he was, who he said he was. And when God brought us over and he brings us over, he's trying to prove to us he's exactly who he says he is. And our response should be, not only are we afraid of him, but we also, in addition, ought to worship him. Hold up, hold up, hold up. Thank you, Lord. He did it, but he did it for me. Israel said, we saw it. He did it for us. We were back there complaining. We were back there talking about we need to go back to hell. We, at least we knew what hell was like. We need to go back and deal with what we were doing. And God, in spite of our unbelief, he still saved us. We're going to worship him. So they feared the Lord. And then the second thing they did, verse, verse, that same verse 31 says, and they believed the Lord. They faithed the Lord. I, I like that word because their, their faith began to grow a little bit. And if you keep on reading, you'll find out that their faith was like this. They trusted him and then they didn't. They trusted him and they didn't. They, because a lot of times, instead of them walking by faith, they began to walk by sight. When they got ready to go and, and, and look at the promised land, the, uh, the, the, the spies came back and said, listen here, we can go and conquer the land. Two of them said, Joshua and Caleb, the other one said, Lord, I mean, Moses, we can't go over there. Yes, it is flowing with milk and honey. But they got giants over there. They were literal giants. And we are grasshoppers in their sight. They were saying that we walk by a sight and not by faith. Their faith was up and down. It was up and down. Somebody help me here. Why y'all looking at me like that? Why you online? You looking at that screen like that? You know your faith been up and down. There have been times you trusted God with all your heart and then you didn't lean to your own understanding. And there were other times when you didn't lean, you didn't trust God, but you was like, Lord, I can't see this. Lord, this is not going to work. Lord, I don't know what's going to transpire. There are times when we've trusted in God with all our heart. And there are other times when we've leaned to our own understanding. That's why I said they faithed the Lord. Their faith began to grow. But they still had times when they doubted the Lord. And if you win this life, if you got blood running warm in your veins, you can call yourself saved Christian, tongue speaking, toe tapping all you want to. But there are some times when you begin to doubt what God has said. You begin to lean to your own understanding. You begin to walk by sight and not by faith. Hmm. They feared the Lord. They faithed the Lord. And then they believed and started to follow the man of God. That's right. I'm not making it. it says, so, so it says the people feared the Lord and they believed the Lord and his servant Moses. I don't want to spend a lot of time here, but I'll spend a little bit. One of the problems in the body of Christ is, first of all, the man of God has taken himself from where God has placed him so that he can fit in, so that he can compromise, so that he can be accepted. 
Somebody help me here today. And so we go, we get along. We go along to get along. We'll say, well, we'll just put up with that. It ain't going to hurt too much. It ain't going to hurt nobody. And we begin to compromise what God's word says. There comes a time when we've got to get to that place of secrecy, where that, to that place where we depend on God and God alone. One problem is preacher has lowered his standard, lowered his demeanor, Lord, his authority. Lord, his tenacity. There was a time when the preacher walked into the, into the courthouse and the judge who was in charge would listen to the preacher. And now we can go into church, a courthouse, any other house, and they look at us like we done lost our mind. We've lost that mystique that the preacher once had. And we got to get it back. Somebody help me here today. They started following. So, 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 men of God, if you're listening, you need to take your place back. Remember, God called you. He placed you. And he's given you authority. Why are you not using the authority that God has given you? We had to believe him. And then it takes people of God Lifting their respect and valuing the one who God placed to watch their souls. Somebody help me here today. It's going to get kind of quiet in here. Listen here. It, the, the, the most precious thing you have is not your money. The most precious thing you have is not your car. It's not your clothes. It's not your cash. It's not your creature comforts. It's not your Caribbean cruises. It's not your cottage in the country. It is your soul. And if you care about your soul, you ought to care about the man of God who God has placed to watch for your soul. It ain't about you liking him or disliking him. It's the fact that sometimes God tells him to give you stuff you don't want to hear, but it's for your good. It's sort of like that, um, that, 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 that white creamy stuff that mom and them, mom used to give us when we was growing up. She said it's, it's cream of emotions or something. That was some of the nastiest, white, creamy, chalky, nasty, disgusting stuff. And then she tried to sweeten it up with sugar or put some lemon in it. All it do was just magnify the nastiness of the flavor. And then later on, you're going through the day, and then all of a sudden you have a burp, and that, 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 that taste comes back. Anybody, is it just me? Is it just me? And, 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 I, and that was some nasty stuff, but somehow or another, mama gave us that nasty stuff, but it kept us from getting sick. It kept us from getting flus. It kept us healthy. It kept us strong. We didn't have the best food, but God, mama blessed the food, and we able to grow up and be healthy and strong. Sometime mama had to give us stuff that was nasty going down, but it did good when it reached where it was supposed to. And sometimes the man of God has to give you information that you don't like, that you don't want to hear, and you look at him in the script. He's just trying to tell you what God told him to tell you, but when you listen to him, take the medicine anyway. It's going to do good when it hits. They had to. They, 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 
They feared God. They faithed God. And they had to follow the man of God. Can I get a witness here? Well, I think I passed my 20 minutes. And I, I, I would apologize, but I can't. But I do want to remind us now. Yeah, come on, son. Get, get, get to your spot. I do want to remind us that it is important. It is imperative that we fear and worship God. It is imperative that our faith grows. And it is imperative for us to follow the leadership of the man of God. Somebody help me here. Isn't it strange that God only had one son and he was a preacher? Can I get a witness here? And, and, and it's our responsibility to fly, follow and listen to the man of God. Well, what am I to tell you? Well, I'm supposed to tell you a whole lot of stuff, but there's one thing that I always have to tell you. And that thing that I always have to, I know it's an old story, but it's an old story that never gets old. It's good news that never fades. And that news is that one dark Friday, Jesus hung on the Christ, nails in his hand, rivets in his feet, a crown of thorns on his head. And Jesus, he was on that cross. Thank you, son. He was on that cross. And he was there for your sin and mine. And on that cross, the blood came streaming down somebody said what can wash away my sin nothing but the blood of Jesus what can make me whole again nothing but the blood of Jesus oh how precious is the flow that make me whiter than snow no found I know nothing but the blood of Jesus he died yeah he died but early Sunday morning he got up with all power in his hand is there anybody in here that's glad that he's alive he's alive he's alive he's alive he helped us get through no he didn't help us he brought us through he brought us over he brought us under look what the Lord has done we ought to close by saying thank you thank you thank you Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, yeah, 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 hallelujah. Look what the Lord has done. He's brought us through. And we ought to make sure that we fear him, that we faith him. And we follow him and follow godly leadership. And then when you skip over to verse number four, uh, chapter number 15, the Bible says that Moses and Miriam struck up a duet. And they begin to sing a song. And I don't know what they sang, but maybe they sang, uh, see what the Lord has done. You want to count your many blessings. See what the Lord has done. Or maybe they sing amazing grace. How sweet the sound that saved a wretch like me. Yeah. 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 Yeah.
Thank you, God. 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 You know it wasn't because of your goodness. You know it wasn't because you had it all together. You know it wasn't because you had all your, your ducks in a row and you crossed every T and dotted every I. You know had it not been for the grace of God, you wouldn't be here. Thank you, God. 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 Hallelujah. 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 Are you grateful? Are you grateful? Are you grateful? Thank you, God. Thank you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Somebody said he didn't have to do it, but he did. I'm so glad that he did. Thank you, God. 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 